Walks Connecting. London Walks here with your daily London fix. Story time, history time. Good for you, October 25th. You come trailing clouds of glory. You want it, you own it. It was a birth of Venus moment, and you were the seashell that bore her. Okay, let's cut to the chase. What happened on October 25th, 1976, is widely regarded as the second greatest occasion in the history of the English theater. The greatest occasion, of course, this goes without saying, was the birth of a baby boy in Stratford on April 23rd, 1564. That's right, the birth of Shakespeare. So Stratford takes the honors there, but London gets the silver medal. The second greatest occasion in the history of the English theater was the opening on this day in 1976 of the National Theater. And gosh, it was a long time a-coming, but well worth the wait. The National Theater? Today it's, of course, the Royal National Theater. Was first suggested in 1848. The project finally got some legs in the early 20th century when the first serious attempts were made to raise the money for what the French had had since 1680. The Comédie Française, the French National Theatre, is the oldest active theatre company in the world. Anyway, those early efforts were spearheaded by an organization called the Shakespeare Memorial National Theatre Company. Said committee was amalgamated with the old Vic in 1944. That was another step. Another big step was the 1949 bill to allocate a million pounds to fund a scheme to build a national theater on the South Bank. In the end, it would cost 16 million pounds. Anyway, the foundation stone was laid in 1951, and then, 25 years later, the building was completed. It's three theaters under one roof. The Littleton, which is the National's traditional proscenium March Theater, was the first to open. It was ready to go, and it did go, in March of that eventful year. The very first production was the farce Plunder by Ben Travers. The Olivier, that's the big one. It's a 20th century version of a Greek amphitheater, was next. But not just a Greek amphitheater. The Olivier is an open stage theater designed to be flexible enough to serve dramatists of every period. And finally, bringing up the rear, the little one, the experimental theater. Initially, it was called the Cottesloe. Today, it's the Dorfman. The official names are one thing, neither here nor there. Much better, much more colorful, much more graphic is the working name, the name the theater people, the actors and directors gave it. They called it the National's Cockpit. Like the Queen and now the King, the National had two birthdays. And make no mistake, just as the gestation period was practically an eternity, the birth itself was, well, a long and difficult labor. There were months of delay, labor disputes, three postponements, no end of problems. Finally, though, 
On October 4th, the Olivier, the largest and most radical of the three auditoriums, opened. Opened with the production of Marlowe's Tamburlaine the Great, directed by Peter Hall. His knighthood was still in the future. And starring Albert Finney. And what an inspired choice Tamburlaine the Great was. The last production of Marlowe's Great Tragedy had been by the National Theatre Company at the Old Vic in 1951. It had starred Sir Donald Wolfett. But even better than that, the sense of tradition, the richness of the tradition here, makes one swell with pride, carries one along on transports of joy. Even better than that 1951 production, we can and should go all the way back to 1587 to the Rose Theatre, the first of the Bankside Theatres, and it's mounting the first ever production of Tamburlaine the Great. That production at the Rose starred Edward Allen, the first great English actor. Indeed, Christopher Marlowe wrote Tamburlaine the Great for Allen. Now hear this. That summer day in 1587, when Edward Allen, the first great English actor, strode onto the boards of the Rose and began to declaim Marlowe's mighty line, that was the moment the modern English drama was born. So that October 4th, 1976 opening night of Tamerlane the Great, the Olivier's baptism, that's a fine way station for our tale. A way station from which the next step is to the official opening of the National, the gala opening, the October 25th opening. And needless to say, they pulled out all the stops, including those three trump cards, dare I put it that way, the Queen, the Duke of Edinburgh, and Princess Margaret. As the court circular put it from on high, put it inimitably, the Queen declared the new building open, unveiled a commemorative plaque, and with the Duke of Edinburgh, subsequently honored with her presence a performance of Il Campiello at the Olivier Theatre. Her Majesty afterwards visited the Cottesloe Theatre workshops and the Littleton Theatre, and were later present at a reception in the Littleton foyer. Her Majesty was addressed in the Olivier by Lord Olivier, the National Company's first director, and at the time, consultant to the National Theatre Board. And then in the Littleton, did Her Majesty feel like she was back at school? She was addressed by Peter Hall, the National's current director. Like getting a talking to from the headmaster and then the deputy headmaster. But their remarks will certainly have been gracious, witty, and I dare say sufficiently oleaginous. And no, we haven't forgotten Princess Margaret. Her theater going on this night of nights was at the Littleton. She saw a production of Tom Stoppard's play, Jumpers. I think if I had my druthers, I would have cast my lot with Princess Margaret. Goldoni or Stoppard? I'll take Stoppard, thanks very much. And on that note, a Today in London recommendation. This one's another obvious one. No qualms whatsoever about seconding the way they put it. Take a guided tour of the National Theatre 
and discover the secrets of one of the most iconic buildings on the South Bank. You've been listening to the Today in London History podcast, emanating from www.walks.com, home of London Walks, London's signature walking tour company, London's local, time-honored, fiercely independent, family-owned, just the right size walking tour company. And as long as we're at it, London's multi-award winning walking tour company. Indeed, London's only award winning walking tour company. And here's the secret. London Walks is essentially run as a guides cooperative. That's the key to everything. It's the reason we're able to attract and keep the best guides in London. You can get schlubbers to do this for 20 pounds a walk but you cannot get world-class guides, let alone accomplished professionals. It's not rocket science. You get what you pay for. And just as surely, you also get what you don't pay for. Back in 1968, when we got started, we quickly came to a fork in the road. We had to answer a searching question. Do we want to make the most money? Or do we want to be the best walking tour company in the world? You want to make the most money, you go the schlubber's route. You want to be the best walking tour company in the world, you do whatever you have to do to attract and keep the best guides in London. You want them guiding for you, not for somebody else. Bears repeating, the way we're structured, a guides cooperative, is the key to the whole thing. It's the reason for all those awards. It's the reason people who know go with London Walks. It's the reason we've got a large following, a lively, loyal, discerning following. Quality attracts quality. It's the reason we're able, uniquely, to front our walks with accomplished, in many cases, distinguished professionals. Barristers, doctors, geologists, museum curators, archaeologists, historians, criminal defense lawyers, Royal Shakespeare Company actors, a bevy of MVPs, Oscar winners, people who've won the Guide of the Year Award. Well, you get the idea. As that travel writer famously put it, if this were a golf tournament, every name on the leaderboard would be a London Walks guide. And as we put it, London Walks guides make the new familiar, and the familiar new. And on that agreeable note, come then, let us go forward together on some great London walks. See you tomorrow.